In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you join me, do you know what you just did? Do you know what you just did? When we make the sign of the cross, we bring down the victory of Jesus Christ to bear on our lives. That's what we celebrate today. The church gives us this feast, the feast of the triumph of the cross, also the feast of the exaltation of the cross. It's a triumph. It's not a tragedy. Jesus, he wins on the cross. And when we call down that victory, everything changes for us. When we make the sign of the cross, we're reminded of the great works that the Lord has done. That was the psalm response. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Do not forget the works of the Lord. Why do you think the church teaches us? She's a good mother. She teaches us. We begin our prayer with the sign of the cross. We're baptized. We're claimed with the sign of the cross to remind us just how loved we are. The cross is not a source of our shame. Our sin is. But the cross is the place where our sin is met by a love that is stronger. That Jesus' love is stronger. That his love triumphs. That's why tonight is the triumph of the cross. Jesus, he comes to earth not to condemn the world, as we hear in the gospel, but to save the world. And not just to save the world, but to save me and to save you. He's our personal savior. He doesn't just save in generalities. He saves each one of us with a personal love, a love that is tailored to the very needs of my heart, a love that addresses the very brokenness that is in my heart, the very sin that is in my heart. And the same is true for each one of us. That his love triumphs in a personal way. And as we draw near to him, that love has a chance to change our lives, to set us free, to truly be triumphant. Are we sinners? Yeah. Do we bear the wounds of those sins? Yes. Can we save ourselves? No. We're all hopeless unless God breaks in. And the good news of the gospel is that in Jesus Christ, God breaks in. The whole move of the incarnation the whole reason the second person of the Trinity takes on our human nature is so that he can get right into the mess. And not just in an appearance. No, Jesus gets right next to us and even more than right next to us. He's not ashamed to be baptized by John the Baptist, to stand with sinners. But even more than that, St. Paul says something we would contemplate forever. He says, he who knew not sin came to be sin so that we might become the very righteousness of God. He who knew not sin, the second person of the Trinity, God himself, came to be sin 
That's how closely he associates himself with our brokenness. He doesn't just bear our sins. It's even more, as great as that would be, and as profound as that would be, and as effective as that would be, Jesus goes even further that he became sin on the cross so that his love could triumph in the most definitive way. So that there's no sin I could ever commit. There's no sin you could ever commit where Jesus could say, that's beyond, my, that's beyond the bounds. My mercy didn't go there. No, it went everywhere. It goes everywhere. He's gone everywhere. To the very limit of God forsakenness, God himself went to that limit. So that every way out of that is going to be him. Without him, we're hopeless. But the early church fathers had a great phrase in Latin. Ave crux, spes unica nostra. Hail to the cross, our only hope. We have a place to go with our sin, with our brokenness, with our woundedness. We have a place to go. To the foot of the cross, yes. But friends, even further, because on the cross, Jesus opens his heart to us. His heart is pierced. It's opened. It's never been closed since then. When Jesus rises from the dead, bodily resurrection, sin, death doesn't have the last word. It doesn't have the last word in Jesus. It doesn't have the last word in your life. He rises from the dead bodily. He has his wounds. That's how the apostles know it's him. See my wounds. Thomas, come here. Put your finger in my, finger, in my hand. Put your hand in my side. See that it's me and believe. Well, his heart was pierced on the cross. The risen Lord's heart has never closed. When he ascends to heaven, body and soul, a prefigurement of our own ascension, resurrection, body and soul into heaven, his heart is opened. It's never been closed. It's not closed to you. It's not closed to me. Miserable sinners that we are, sure. But what happens is we encounter the one whose love is bigger, the one whose love triumphs, the one whose love is stronger. And that is why we are a people of great hope. When you make the sign of the cross, maybe tonight before you go to bed, maybe tomorrow when you wake up in the morning, remember the works of the Lord. Don't forget what he has done. It is as real now as it was on that best of good Fridays. His love triumphing in your life. The cross, the sign of victory. Friends, he has won the battle and we win in him.